Chapter Twenty Four of Isaac Bickerstaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Isaac Bickerstaff, Physician and Astrologer, by Richard Steele. Chapter Twenty Four. Maria calls in Shire Lane. From my own apartment, November seventh, seventeen o nine. I was very much surprised this evening with a visit from one of the top toasts of the town, who came privately in a chair and bolted into my room, while I was reading a chapter of Agrippa upon the occult sciences. But, as she entered with all the air and room that nature ever bestowed on woman, I threw down the conjurer and met the charmer. I had no sooner placed her at my right hand by the fire but she opened to me the reason of her visit maker bickerstaff said the fine creature i have been your correspondent some time though i never saw you before i've written by the name of maria you have told me you were too far gone in life to think of love therefore i am answered as to the passion i spoke of and continued she smiling i will not stay till you grow young again as you men never fail to do in your dotage but am come to consult you about disposing of myself to another my person you see my fortune is very considerable but i am at present under much perplexity how to act in a great conjecture i hear two lovers crassus and l'oreal crassus is prodigiously rich but has no one distinguishing quality though at the same time he is not remarkable on the defective side l'oreal has travelled is well-bred pleasant in discourse discreet in his conduct agreeable in his person and with all this he had a con Pentency of fortune without superfluity when i consider lorio my friend is filled with an idea of the great satisfactions of a pleasant conversation when i think of crassus my equipage numerous servants gay liveries and lyrious dresses are opposed to the charms of his rival in a word when i cast my eyes upon lorio I forget and despise fortune when i behold crassus think only of pleasing my vanity and enjoying an uncontrolled expense in all the pleasures of life except love she paused here madam said i i am confident that you have not stated your case with sincerity and that there is some secret pang which you have concealed from me for i see by your aspect the generosity of your mind and that open ingenuous air lets me know that you have too great a sense of the generous passion of love to prefer the ostentation of life in the arms of crassus to the entertainments and conveniences of it in the company of your beloved lorio for so he is indeed madam you speak his name with a different accent from the rest of your discourse the idea his image raises in you gives new life to your features and new grace to your speech nay blush not madam there is no dishonour in loving a man of merit 
i assure you i am grieved at this dallying with yourself when you put another in competition with him for no other reason but superior wealth to tell you then she said the bottom of my heart there is clotilda lies by and plants herself in the way of crassus and i am confident will snap him if i refuse him i cannot bear to think that she will shine above me when our coaches meet to see her chariot huge behind with four footmen and mine with but two hers powdered gay and saucy kept only for show mine a couple of careful rogues that are good for something i own i cannot bear that clotilda should be in all the pride and wantonness of wealth and i only in the ease and influence of it here i interrupted well madam now i see your whole affection you could be happy but that you fear another would be happier or rather you could be solidly happy but that another is to be happy in appearance this is an evil which you must get over or never know happiness we will put the case madam that you married crassus and she lorio she answered speak not of it i could tear her eyes out at the mention of it well then i pronounce lorio to be the man but i must tell you that what we call settling in the world is in a kind leaving it and you must at once resolve to keep your thoughts of happiness within the reach of your fortune and not measures it by comparison with others End of chapter twenty four read by elijah fisher